Good morning, it's Danger Dan here in the talk shop. Another beautiful sunny day in Texas right now. I uh, sat down and recorded a podcast with Kevin Bass yesterday. You may know him as Teach. He's been teaching kids in high school chopper class how to build choppers for almost 30 years now. And uh, I've had a lot of people request to have him on the show over the years. And I finally got to meet him earlier this year in Bisbee. So not only is he on the podcast today, but we're doing a featured MC Shop T for, you know, I want to do one for the kids, right? In this chopper class, <clears throat> since it's not, well, school's not in play right now, we're going to do one featuring his uh, motorcycle show, the Vintage Soul show that he is doing June 29th. And he's got some sick artwork that Richie Pan did for him years ago and he reached out to Cindy, Richie's wife, and got the okay. And uh, it's pretty fucking rad to bring to life uh, some art that Richie did. That's, uh, I didn't see that one coming. Pretty fucking cool. So go to mcshoptees.com, sign up now. You gotta be signed up before the 1st of July to ensure that you get this t-shirt. So don't hesitate, sign up now. And let's get into this podcast. This show, like all shows, is brought to you by MC Shop Tees, your t-shirt of the month club, the only way to support every local motorcycle shop. And uh, next month's a little different, like I just told you. It's kind of, uh, it's like we're featuring a show, which is pretty fucking cool. And I, uh, I really look forward to doing one with his chopper class in the future. So go sign up now. There's... You can sign up monthly. There's three, six, and 12-month packages, women's sizes, kids' sizes, and two different types of men's sizes. So go to mcshoptees.com right now. If you want to support the show but you got too many T-shirts already, go to dangerdancetalkshop.com. There's a Patreon support tab. Click that. Donate 5 bucks a month. And you got a chance at winning some rad shit. At the end of the show, I'm going to draw one lucky winner for a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs. That's right. Lowbrow keeps me on the road, and they can keep you on the road, too. Check them out right now. Right now, my chopper is pretty much, you know, I, I got some things to address. But it's been a month since I've ridden it, so I don't even remember what they are. Um... Yeah, I pretty much took the month of June off to hang out with the family and work around the house. And I've gotten to do all those things. It doesn't seem like I was able to get near as much done as I had originally planned. But, you know, it's just how it goes. After the 4th of July, I'm going to hit the ground running. I'll, uh, I got a couple podcasts set up to do in Milwaukee while I'm there for the 120th. Hope to see you guys there. They got a hell of a music lineup. Some sweet bikes in the museum. They're, they opened up the Mama Tried exhibit, which I am stoked to see and just blown away to be a part of. So I hope to see you in Milwaukee. And then uh, it won't be long after that, I'll be riding to Sturgis. And I have got a sick fucking ride planned to Sturgis. So 
Hope to see you guys there. There's a bunch of parties happening too. Deadwood is going to have the, the Prism Supply Harley Davidson show, the Choppers Magazine show, the Lead Cled, Lead Cled, Lead Sled Custom show. And then there's the Sportster Showdown on Tuesday at the uh, oh, the little fucking spot behind the Buffalo Chip Camp Zero. And Pat's got some wicked shit up his sleeves. There's going to be drag racing. I think there's going to be a scavenger hunt. Super fucking rad. Uh, if you're in the Nashville area, check out Gusher Cycles or anywhere in Tennessee, really. Jay Ryan is having a sweet chopper show. Uh, I think it's July 15th. And, uh, man, Jay Ryan built some wicked fucking bikes. And he was one shop we featured early on with MC Shop T. So go check him out. And uh, I hope to see you guys down the road at some point. Now, if you're a Patreon subscriber, if you've been listening to the show, you know we've got a big, big, big giveaway at the end of the year. Thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa, we will be giving away an expedition to travel across the world and ride motorcycle places that most people will never get to see. Um, it's going to be awesome. I've gone to Nepal multiple times already, and I will be guiding my first trip with Bear this November. And if you would like to go, go to MotorcycleSherpa.com. It's the ride to the heavens. I think it's November 3rd through the 13th or 2nd through the 13th. And uh, I believe there are a couple of spots left, so go sign up if you want to ride with me across the Himalayas. And, uh, God, I'm looking forward to that. So thank you, Motorcycle Sherpa and Lowbrow Customs. And, uh, man, I got some sweet things in the works for MC Shop Tees. Stick around. You guys are going to want to hear about it. And at the end of the show, we're going to give away a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs. So let's get into this podcast with Teach. You guys like us have just been fucking hustling. It's hot down here. The reason I kept going, hey, is the afternoon good is because it's been getting so fucking hot down here. It's like I try and stay doing, staying busy in the morning while it's like yeah. before it gets 105 degrees outside. And then yep. I'll go inside and soak up the AC. Smart man. That's kind of what I'm doing. I'm doing this little cabin out back. So same thing. I get out there early. Get everything done in the shade, and once the sun's straight over, a kick of my ass, I come in and do something else. Nice, dude. You building a cabin right now? The yeah, yeah, a little one out back, kind of a guest cabin. You know, I get a lot of a lot of people that come through town on their way to Sturgis or you name it, come up for my bike show. And our house isn't real big, so it's kind of cool to have this neat little spot out back where friends could just crash out there. You know, it'll have heat and electricity and AC and. It's, it's pretty bitching. That's awesome. Yeah, I just I have an enclosed trailer. I'm like, you can stay out there. If the yeah. if the living room floor is not good enough, I got an outdoor trailer. Yeah. No, that's cool. So where exactly are you at? I'm in Prior Lake, Minnesota. Okay. Prior Lake. This is Minnesota, is that the land of lakes? Yeah, land of ten thousand lakes. Land they call of ten thousand lakes. So and you're I'm on probably I'm probably like 40 minutes south of Minneapolis. Okay. Out in, in fairly country land here. It's pretty nice. I got 10 acres I live on. That's beautiful. Yeah, I rode through there. I guess it's been <clears throat> fuck, four years ago now. In between, I went from Cleveland. What did I do? Cleveland, Milwaukee, Minnesota. Does that sound right? On the way to yeah. Sturgis? Yeah, if you ever get through Minnesota, man, remember you got a spot here. You got a garage, wrench on bikes. And oh, I'm sure. Cabin. 
I'm sure it'll happen at some point, dude. Uh, That'd be awesome. That's, I mean, there's some great writing up there, dude. I did a stretch along the Mississippi River that was just, it was incredible. Uh, I guess that was in between Minneapolis and Milwaukee where I did that. Yeah, there's a lot of good river roads, man. Like, we always take, you know, when we go riding, we, we don't get near freeway or interstate. It's all back roads, ABC roads, you know, zigzagging through the country, going over little bridges. It's fun because... Man, you know, like I, I don't like the city at all. Like I don't, I don't go near Minneapolis. And, you know, the way we ride goes opposite way of that, and it's just country, country, and little bars along the river. It's, it's fun, man. Yeah, hell yeah, it is. Uh, there was a, there was one I remember. It had a, it was on the Mississippi, and there was like a, a vintage hill climb dirt bike or some shit up above the bar. That was oh, a good cool. spot, yeah. Heck yeah. I, I've made it, like, mandatory. If if there is a motorcycle, you know, as part of your sign fixture, I'm stopping, you know. Yeah. I, I got to pull in there. That's a given for sure. Yeah. No, now, that's, are we are we live right now or going? Are we doing the thing? Yeah, we're, we're, yeah we're recording right now. <laughs> oh, right on. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I mean, yeah, yeah, we're definitely going. Uh, cool. No, and I've I've known of you. I've I've been following you uh, f- through the internet uh, over the past few years. We finally got to meet in Bisbee, um, and it was really cool. And and what you do has always just been very fascinating and inspiring to me. And it's a beautiful thing because you know with MC Shop Tees, you know I feature a lot of shops. I talk to a lot of shops. Traveling uh, the country on a chopper, you know, you find the shops as well. Did you drop your right. phone over there? Huh? It said you should drop your phone. Did I? Yeah. No, I would hear a noise. Yeah, maybe that's me over here. Anyways, <laughs> I always ask people, like, are they teaching, like, you know, like, my motor guy, are you mentoring somebody? Are you teaching somebody this shit? Because, you know, you're not going to be here forever, but these, these motors are going to keep lasting. And being able right. to share that knowledge and, you know, just show people what's possible is uh it's always a good thing and you've taken that to like a whole nother level it's crazy right now you know with especially the vintage bike scene how it's bloomed you know everybody wants an old bike now and you know all these old timers like you said that were the go-to engine builders man either they're done doing it and long gone or passed away or retired or they're freaking three years backed up now because all these people are oh i want an old bike and then they buy it and don't know what they're doing and blow it up and need it rebuilt who do we got well you only got like five people to pick from and get in line yeah for real it's amazing some of those guys are backed up three years it's crazy and i wish i had more time to actually teach kids internal motor work and learn it and do it myself but man that's just a whole another ball of wax you know when you got 25 kids running around your shop having a motor all in pieces that's not a good <laughs> a good thing well what you're doing is you're laying the groundwork though and that's yeah. the kind of thing that when you know somebody gets inspired they're going to dig deep on their own they're going to go find the answers they need uh just knowing what's possible is really you know i think one of the biggest things that you're doing is just showing them that you know there's other things besides you know being a doctor or a lawyer not that there's anything wrong with those but you know nope. there's other no. things out there yeah, what's what's great, like you said, with that is you know it gives these kids these kids hope because I think in the past they kind of felt inferior and like they weren't they weren't up to snuff because they weren't going to go to college for something fancy, you know. And 
nowadays it's like man dude you're you're way more in demand than somebody with that english degree from harvard you know like you could you got a job waiting for yourself at any one of these companies in the town we live in you know it's like the kids are kids are in a great position to do well you know they're they're really set up for success if they want to work yeah well that's and that's I, a tough one yeah right well that's what i really push with my kids you know i my first day like harley did a video with me and the, the opening statement you hear me talking and i just say that hard work pays off you know nothing's free nothing's easy and if you sit on the couch and complain that life's not fair you're never going to get up off that couch to make anything happen you know you got to just get your butt up and you got to pound the pavement and find that energy yeah so how does a class like yours get started i, I can't imagine that you that it that started out immediately as uh you know a shop class that was based around motorcycles like no i mean yeah. you had to like you know work into that you know build the trust with the the what do you call them the staff or you know how, how did that come about yeah so you know i started teaching i graduated high school in 1991 from milwaukee wisconsin um, went to uw stout which is about halfway from milwaukee to minneapolis in the middle there and went there to be a shop teacher and uh got through school, graduated. I got in a car accident my senior year, so I got postponed a little bit, lost my hearing in my left ear, fractured my skull. That's a whole nother story. But uh, Yeah, so I ended up getting postponed and graduating when I was supposed to, which actually worked out kind of good because I was going to go student teach in Texas in Fort Worth. Yeah. And I kind of had, you know, this girl I knew there that, you know, maybe we were going to, you know, get together. And in the meantime, I met, who's my wife now, Amy, you know, we met her in college and I was like, man, this girl, she's beautiful and she's cool and we get along great. And I was like, I was totally second guessing going to Texas, but I'm like, I already got kind of things lined up, you know? And, and, you know, I think we even said like the new year's, that first new year's Eve after we were together and we realized how tight we were like, Hey, if I go to Texas for student teaching, that will try to get engaged before I go. And, you know, in hindsight, I bet you, you know, you, you hope that it would have lasted, but that long distance stuff when, you know, I'm a senior, she was only a freshman, that would have been a, a lot of. Oh, that's tough on, on a young dude, not having it yeah. close by. I mean. Yeah, exactly. And for her, you know, a really good looking, cute little blonde that's got a lot of friends. I'm sure it'd be guys would have been swooning her and she probably would have forgot about me, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this accident occurs. And that postpones me then, so now I can't student teach, and I got to take a couple classes I had to drop and take time off. And she actually moved in with me to help take care of me during that stretch at school. And I was just like, man, you know, like I thought for sure she was going to hit the pavement, go find someone else, and she stuck by me and took care of me, helped me get better. And I was like, man, this girl is she's she's a forever girl, you know. Like you know, I can tell she's there with the right reasons and got the right heart, and we get along so good. So changed gears and said, well, I guess I'm going to look somewhere else to teach and uh, got lucky, went to a birthday party for her mom and her mom was friends with the director of human resources for the school up here in Minnesota. And I was offered a job like a week later. So history was kind of rough. So I get to the school. I was at the school at Bloomington Kennedy at the time up in uh, Minneapolis there, right by the Mall of America. And uh, started teaching there, and I was, you know, there were six guys in our tech ed department. So back in those days, you know, in the 90s, mid-90s to, you know, early 2000s, shop classes were still pretty flourishing. You know, they were, they were big auto shops, big wood shops, big metal shops. 
And so I came into the school and there were six teachers, including myself. So I was kind of the low man in the totem pole and just kind of got. Like there were six shop teachers? Yeah, six full-time shop teachers. Yeah, we had had one. And ours was more like a a shop agriculture, you know? It was like welding and farming is what it was. Sure. Yeah, this was, man, we had one guy was just full-time auto mechanics. One guy was a full-time, like, TV studio news broadcasting. One guy was full-time metals. One guy was full-time electronics. It was crazy. Like, we had all this stuff going on. And, were, you know, we were a big school at the time, and, you know, enrollment was strong. And so I kind of got thrown all the crap, you know, whatever the other guys didn't want was left over. And I knew in deep in my heart I wanted to get in that metal shop and be the metal teacher. Yeah. And uh, it just so happened to work out that the metals guy then was, was leaving, so I was able to slide into his spot and, and he didn't have a real good metals program going when I got there. It was a mess, and not a lot of excitement. So I just, you know, I hit the ground running with my big ideas on, you know, making it exciting and fun and, you know, doing things that I always wanted to do when I was in school, you know, because I hated sitting still and couldn't stand being in classes other than my shop, you know. And so got, got my feet wet, got the shop in a good spot where we had good equipment again. I was getting sponsors for that. And then just so happens like i had my old uh, 1958 sportster that my dad had bought me as a college graduation present as a basket case and we i went home that first summer we built it and him and i would ride every summer i'd go home and go back to milwaukee and we just do a thousand mile ride we'd go like 500 miles in a different direction 500 back and nice. just a good, good little week father-son bonding on old bikes you know my dad's got pan heads and old shovel heads so it was cool and i finally blew that bike up you know, and being a poor school teacher, I, I didn't have any money to get it rebuilt at the time. So yeah. it just kind of, it kind of sat for a couple of years and it was actually, I blew it up on that ride with my dad. So when I blew it up, I ended up getting a code to Milwaukee and then just left it there and came back to Minneapolis. So, and I, you know, I didn't have a house at the time, so I was living in apartments. I didn't really have a shop or a garage or anywhere to work on it. So finally my wife, Amy and I finally buy our first house and I got a garage my Harley up here so I can start working on it. Well, I get it up here and it's, you know, 30 below winter. So my garage <laughs> is freezing cold and I can't touch it. You know, get frostbite trying to work on it. And I was just like, you know what? I got a huge shop at school. Why don't I just bring this sucker in there and maybe I can work on it after school. And you know, who knows, you know, maybe kids would get excited about it. This is right before like all the biker build off shows were, were popular. And, and so bikes still weren't quite the cool thing. Yeah. So I kind of hit it at a good time because I brought that bike in there and I had like three, four kids that were like, hey, what's this old Harley, you know, and I tell them about it. And we talked about a few things and, and I was like, hey, if you guys are interested, you know, stay after school and I'll, I'm going to tear this thing apart and go through it and I'll teach you everything I know about it, you know, and we'll put it back together once the motor's rebuilt and get it running again. And, you know, these kids were like stoked about it and they'd hang out and we'd work on it and, and all of a sudden, you know, like three, four kids turned into five, six kids, turned into eight kids, ten kids. You know, all these kids were hearing about, you know, hey, we're building this, this old motorcycle in the, the welding class. Go, go check it out. And, and it was funny because, like, one night the principal stopped down and just peeked in, just must have heard noise or something, and was like, like what, what's going on here? And I'm like, oh, we're just, you know, I got some students here that want to come after school, do some welding, learn some few things, and we're working on this old bike. And, and the principal kind of razzed a few of the kids, like, you guys are here after school working. You you don't even come to class during the day. What the heck? Are you- <laughs> yeah, there were some students that the principal knew. 
yeah, yeah. And, and he was like blown away that I was able to get these kids to actually come to school and much less after school and work. And so that, that put the light bulb in my head that, you know what, I got something here, man. I got something that the traditional kid likes, you know, a kid that doesn't want to be in normal school and is skipping his English class and history classes. But if he wants to come after school or meet with me and, and, and on his own time, learn welding and hands-on fab stuff. I'm like, that's, you know, I can help this kid become successful. You know, he can, he can still make it. Even everybody else is telling him he's a deadbeat and he's not going to graduate. I'm like, I can give him skills that make him successful. You know, and as a teacher, you know, you got, you got to focus on that positive because every kid's got their problems. Every kid's going to give you some flack. Every kid usually has one point or another to get on your nerves. And you want to just wring their neck, but <laughs> the bottom line is, you know, is like, is like I I chose a career path to not, you know, not push those kids away and not sweep those kids under the rug. I I, I chose this career path to make sure every single one of my kids knows that I care, and you know, depending on what level they are, you know, I just. I have to tailor how I teach to them, but, but I want them all to be successful. You know, and I, I don't want to send kids to the office and kick them out of class. And I don't want to have enemies, you know, I, and I, I think I've done good. I've been teaching for almost 30 years and I have yet to have an old student who sees me in a, in a crowd or at a concert. It doesn't come running up and buy me a beer. Like, well, Hey, you're my favorite teacher. You're awesome. You know? So, oh, that's so, that's so cool. Yeah. So I think I'm on the right track. You know, I mean, there, there might be one or two disgruntled ones out there that I don't know about. Hopefully they understand. I did. I was just riding them hard because I cared, you know, it's like, but yeah, anyway, so got this little after school club going kids and kids are starting to show up more and more and more. And we get this sportster done and, you know, I fire it up in class and I, and I'm like, you know what, you guys earned it. I'm going to do a burnout. So I did a burnout right in class. <laughs> no put, way. put it up, put it up against one of the engine lays and just smoke the tire. And the kids were cheering. And, you know, back then it wasn't like social media like you have today. So they weren't TikTok and Snapchat. And it was, they were soaking it, was a couple, it up. Yeah. And there was a couple maybe grainy camera phones from the rich kids who were able to get a phone where not everybody had one. And, but the kids were so pumped and excited and that was the end of the year that, that year and then those kids who weren't graduating and and younger kids were like well what are we gonna do next year now and i was like damn cool you know like this is this is it man i found something and, and nobody else was doing custom bikes or choppers in high school at the time you know that was like i don't know if it was just a taboo because schools thought you're going to be trying to raise you know gangs and bikers that way but for me i went to the principal i said hey you know I just want you to know that I want to, I want to actually try to, you know, I'm going to do another project after school, but if it keeps growing like it did this year, I want to make it a class. And the principal was like, you know what, man, if you can show me what you showed me already and, and, and get enough kids to make it fly, he says, I'm behind you. you know? That's awesome. What so, year was this? Uh, this had to be about 2003, maybe four. Oh yeah. It was really kicking off then. Yeah. And so then I'm like, all right, well, my, my pops has pan heads, you know, with shovel heads. And, and I had always wanted a pan head to be like dad, you know? And so I, I scrounged around and I, I we actually had some, uh, we had some uh, tax return money that year. And I, I, I was able to talk to my wife and let me buy this 57 pan head basket case. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought that and uh, brought that in the school. And that was our next year project. And then right about that time, there was, you know, there were starting to get to be these like social media, like, uh, I don't even remember what the name, there's one like called like 
club chopper or some crap you know there was like these these internet forums you'd go on and you'd, you'd log in create an account name and then you could chime in show pictures of your projects things things you're doing blah 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 sell stuff so i just said you know what you know what? i'm gonna I'm, I'm pretty excited about what I'm doing with these kids. And I want to, I want, I want to tell people about it, you know? So I, I got on all these forums and that morphed into later on, there was uh chop cult was a big one. You know, yeah. they, they got still got a big following, but what a jockey just, journal. Yeah. Jockey journal. That one was the one too. And I haven't been on any of them forever, man. I don't even know if they're all still around, but those were the early days when nobody knew me and I was just on there posting pictures going, Hey, I'm a school teacher. Here's my students. And I were working on this 57 pan and I would just post like weekly summary pictures and shit. And people got all excited about it. And it was, it was getting close to like the smoke out one of the early smoke outs at Rockingham. Okay. And I can't remember who, who caught wind of what I was doing, but they, they reached out and Edge reached out to me from the horse and was like, Hey man, you know, I heard about this project doing with the kids. And, and I ended up getting a hold of like, uh, Indian Larry before he passed away and Paul Cox, you know, with his panhead project. And they were like, yeah. Paul's like, I'll make you a seat for it. Just send me a seat pan. And, you know, and Larry sent us one of his remote oil kits for the bike and stuff. So it was like, well, I had, I had them on board and then, you know, the horse magazine hearing about it. Um, Sean Sweeney, XS Speed, a buddy of mine who had was writing for the horse at the time, he reached out to me and said, Hey man, I want to do a little feature on you and the horse about what you're doing with the kids. So that was kind of the first big major PR and something big, like a publication that went you know nationwide or whatever. And and then that's when I got invited to bring you know, bring your bikes to your building, bring them to the smoke out, put them on display, and we'll give you a free spot and everything. And, so I did that, and at the smoke, like I met, I remember meeting Chris Callen for the first time that year because he was just walking around with a backpack promoting Cycle Source, you yeah. know, out of, out of his book bag, and I was a new guy with a little plastic card table saying, "Hey, I'm a school teacher building choppers. You know, we just did this panhead and da da da." And so it was kind of crazy because I remember I, I can still remember to this day meeting Chris for that first time because he came up and he was stoked about it. We talked about how he was getting his magazine going and things have been picking up and. And it's cool to see after all these years that him and I are still brothers and he's doing better than ever and I'm still doing it, man. So it's cool. You know, it's like a lot of good memories and, and you know, I'm, I'm blessed at what I've done with this, this motorcycle project with kids and the stuff I do as a teacher is, has brought me into a ring of so many cool people, you know, like I you know, even just meet you, like, you know, I mean, you know, you would have been like, who's this guy, Kevin Bass, but it's like, oh, that's Pete, you know, he's the school teacher and it gets people to, to at least want to want to come say hi and then usually when i when i find good people and they find me you know we're, we're friends for life man it's a, it's a cool bond well i mean it's i mean what you're doing is so important and i imagine like you know that little bit of pr you know being able to come back and share that with the kids i mean were you, you weren't able to take the kids to that where you? you just showed up no I, yeah you can't, that was you can't quite I take the kids to the burnt or to the uh the smoke out, was, yeah. Yeah, it was pre- it was pretty raunchy back then. I didn't even know what to expect, and you know, I show up as a little punk school teacher. I think I was only like twenty five years old or something, and got this clapped out ratty panhead that I did with the kids. And I remember walking up to because uh, Pat Patterson wanted to meet me, and I walk up to his booth, and I immediately squirts me in the eyes with a squirt gun full of Jack Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, damn, this is what the smoke out's like. Uh, I'm like, this is crazy, you know, but I had the best weekend of my life. And 
I mean, once I got to know one person, they would like either bring somebody over to meet me. You got to meet this guy or come with me. You got to go meet this guy or talk to this person. And, you know, I met Billy Lane for the first time there. And, you know, I got to see Paul Cox and everybody there. And it was just, you know, it was, it was cool, man. It was, it was a life changing ordeal. So when you got back to the school, like, I mean, did the kids have context? Did they understand like, you know, the connections you were making or was it just like, dang, the, you know, I mean, did it get in the magazine or like when were you able to really share? Yeah, it, it, it got in the magazine and then I was able to give, you know, give all the kids copies of it. And I, I just tore out any pictures that wouldn't be appropriate, you know, so, <laughs> so I wouldn't get yelled at. But but most of the kids that helped with the bike got a copy of that magazine and it was cool. And I got I got the article framed and it was hanging in the classroom. And uh, yeah, from there, then it was just like, Man, we were like, and then I, you know, I had like an energy boost, like because I, I didn't realize it was gonna be so well received by people, you know. And then all of a sudden, I got, you know, twenty companies messaging me and sending me, you know, hey, what do you need? We want to donate parts. So I'm like, well, shit, you know. I mean, you know, being a broke school teacher, I'll, I'll be honest. When I built that panhead, that pretty much wiped me out. You know, I was busted. So <laughs> to do to do a third bike that I was gonna keep and fun was like, I just I don't know if I can do it. So that's when the idea was like, well, let's let's do a bike that gets donated parts to the school. The bike belongs to the school, and then we can sell it and make more money for my class, you know, to buy more tools and equipment. And that was how that kind of was born. And as soon as I started promoting that, I mean, everybody was on board you know, to help out. And uh, like Donnie Smith came, I had an open house at the school with the pan head on display in my iron head and Donnie Smith heard about it. So he came and checked it out. And next thing I know, he's like, he goes, you know what? I'm going to call Brett Smith at SNS and get you an engine. And sure enough, he, he calls him and yeah, we got you an, an Evo motor coming for next year's building. Oh, Sweet. that is so cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then it was just like, you know, from there it was, you know, George Kuhn Spartan frameworks, out of Arizona. Yeah. He is, man, he's one of my idols. That dude is, is a master fabricator, just the nicest down-to-earth dude. But he uh, he stepped up right away. He's like, I'll donate frames, the front ends, your builds, man. Just let me know what you need. You know, when you got a George Kuhn Spartan framework riveted front end on any bike, it's badass. It's you know? bad, dude. His stuff is so good. I hear he's going to start making some more stuff again, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was talking to him at Bisbee about it, and that's exciting. And, you know, and that's cool because I, I'm not I'm not kidding you. I, I know he wasn't he wasn't in a, probably a financial position to be donating frames to a school like he did, but he did it because he cared. He loved, loved what I was doing. And, you know, we're, we've been forever great, good friends and brothers, man, and I, I, I still I'll never forget what he's done to help us get this going you know it was it was instrumental in, in us creating something that's over the top so people are like wait a minute you know, that was built in a high school class there's no way you know it's that's too cool to be a high school project <laughs> so you're telling then, me so the third year the school was behind it fully and there was like a dedicated class to building a motorcycle yeah you know the third year it wasn't quite a dedicated class yet but what i did is i just i I created like a pathway in my advanced metals welding okay so my advanced metals welding kids had the opportunity if they earned the right to be like hey okay you guys you you seven eight guys you you couple girls there you know you showed me you can do everything i've been asked to get to this point if you want to help with the chopper here's your golden ticket you know And, and they all jumped on it so it was cool and then then after that's when it you know, I started getting a lot of stuff where we were building multiple bikes and, you know, we were, we were at all the shows, like, you know, uh, 
Michael Lichter was inviting us to display bikes in every one of his, his Sturgis shows. And, you know, we went to the smokeout multiple years. And then we started, you know, going to the big mountain runs with Chris and Cycle Source. And, you know, I was hitting the pavement. I was everywhere. Born Free invited me as a Born Free bike builder two years in a row. And, you know, my, my first bike I built for Born Free was a dual carb panhead, 1952 pan. And that, that actually won best panhead at Born Free, which was like amazing considering that bike was literally built with me and my student. Like I had a girl in my class, I taught how to lace wheels and she laced and trued those wheels, those, those high shouldered aluminum step tub rims to, uh, to, you know, star hubs and stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Those aluminum, we are aluminum rims, man. They just, they're so touchy and finicky when you're lacing yeah. them up. Yeah. She had a, she had a dial in like, I don't know. It was like two thousand. It was awesome. That is so and, awesome. And she ended up going to uh, UTI, Motorcycle Mechanic Institute, MMI in Arizona. And I remember her calling me one time and she's like, Bass, you'll never guess what happened. I'm like, what? She goes, well, they, they, when they were going through their wheel wheel lacing and truing lessons, the instructor was like, hey, anybody want to want to have a contest? See if you can beat me. And she beat the instructor. <laughs> so like, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was cool. But, you know, anyway, I'm I going kind of back to, you know, how things kicked off. And then, so then I was finally, you know, I, I made it to advanced metals. Kids could kind of work on the bikes. And then after that, I was finally at a point where I said, all right, I'm going to write curriculum. And I'm going to do like, you know, week by week lesson plan kind of deal to show this. Because you got to show the school board, you know, that you're, you're actually going to teach stuff. It's not just, a, oh, let's go to chopper class and hang around and you know, look at a motorcycle. I mean, you, yeah. there's got to be engineering aspects tied into it. There's got to be math and science, you know. So, you know, we went through all that with gear ratios and rake and trail and, you know, geometry and all that stuff. So they they finally said, yeah, it's perfect. You're good. We'll prove it. So that's when the actual chopper. So I called it motorcycle uh, motorcycle technology slash chopper class. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. Motorcycle yeah. technology for the school board. Chopper mm-hmm. class for the kids. Yeah, and then that's when, you know, the, the you know, because my last name, I'm German. It's actually Bass. Okay. It's, it's B-A-A-S, but everybody, that, and most people that see it think it's Bass, you know, and I even say Bass now forever. It's just like, you know what, it's easier because everybody was saying, hey, chopper class with Mr. Bass, sweet, you know, and <laughs> it had a good ring, so we just stuck with it. <laughs> that is, that, man, that is really cool. Uh so, so did the like even so in his chopper class now or motorcycle technology, the kids still got to do like other classes to work their way up, right? Like they gotta, yeah, they yeah, gotta they learn the like basics that. in the other classes, and then they get the right. Like it's like the third class or whatever it may be. Yeah, I made it a prerequisite that you had to have you know manufacturer metals one at the time, and I think a metals two, and then you could be in chopper class after that because because then I knew you could TIG weld and, you know, do some metal shaping and run the lays and mills and stuff. Now, was there any pushback from anybody? Was there any like sour shop teachers or other teachers that were like, you know, that, I don't know, gave you any trouble about it? Not to my knowledge. Like I've, nobody's ever said anything to my face about it. You know, like I think everybody was pretty stoked that I was on to something cool, you know, and, there might have been a few non-teacher people that, you know, because I did the panhead, you know, and they're like, whoa, yeah, he you know, had all this free stuff for a panhead, and now he kept it. And I'm like, oh, no, dude, I paid for every piece of this bike, and I got receipts. And the school actually was really strict on that. Like, I had to show them before I started, like, like with that panhead, I said, hey, this is my bike. Here's my receipt. I bought it. Here's the title and my name. Nothing, nothing 
is donated to school that's going on this bike other than just the time and effort of us working on it, you know? And, yeah. And you got to keep that straight because if you get crossed up in, in any, any shady shit, they're going to shut you down right away and, and you're going to be let go with, with a, you know, a bad cloud following you forever. That just letting the kids down, you know? Yep. So I, I always made sure I was, I was straight on all that and, you know, all the receipts are in order and anything that was donated was, you know, that was turned into the school. So they had it on record that, Hey, we got this or this or this. And it belongs to the school. So if it leaves, I have to justify how it left and where those funds, and, you know, and it, it's, it was fine. Like I wasn't pissed about it. You know, I, it was a lot of extra work, but I knew that's what I had to do to keep it legit. So if any, anybody who's a shit talker outside of the school tried to throw stones, the school board would be like, no, no, no. Yeah, look at all this. this. We got this stuff in line. Like we ain't doing nothing wrong. So yeah. Quit, quit trying to throw negative energies because you're whatever jealous or I don't know, you know. So now when you design the curriculum, is there, I mean, you know, like I know math people, they design curriculum and they put out a book. I mean, have you put together maybe a book that's like yeah. curriculum based that other, other schools or teachers could, you know, use as a guideline? I mean, I do. I did write a book with Wolfgang Publications called How to Build an Old School Bobber. Okay. And that's that. You know, I did two. I did a second uh, ver, uh, version of it and put it out too. And that is kind of like it's kind of like a how-to for dummies, just talking about all the basics. But what was cool about it was, is as I was writing that book, is I was using pictures and, and ex- explanations from my class build with the kids. So some of the kids were in the book, and you know, it was just a neat way to to. It was kind of that final piece of the puzzle to get out there, kind of you know, nationwide, so people knew like. Like I was legit, you know, I wasn't just some internet warrior behind a keyboard saying I'm doing it, you know, that people could look me up. I mean, you Google my name now, you'll find hundreds of things about me through the years. I mean, there's, there's old, old smoke out interviews that pop up when I was just a young punk and all kinds of cool shit, you know? So it's, it's out there now with the book, which could be used, you know, it's kind of a, a bare bones, just real basic. But you yeah. know, what I started using is I, I actually had, um, had some like step-by-step step, like okay we're gonna go through rake and trail this week so i would i would do all the research i could and come up with some you know tutorials and visuals and what is rake and trail and why do you want to be at this number rather than that number what what does a degree mean you know and how do you how do you how do you measure your rake and trail and how is the bike gonna handle if it's off you know and so i would just spend like a week you know and i was winging it man you know i, I didn't know it all i was learning stuff as i went yeah and I was basically always trying to stay about a week ahead of myself. So I knew, you know, if next week I'm teaching wheels, man, I was making sure I was studying up on all my wheel types and, you know, be able to show kids the difference between star hubs and step hubs and different types of hubs and different rim sizes and spoke configurations. And, you know, it was a lot of work at the time, but I was, I was so stoked that I was able to do this. You know, it was like a dream come true. So yeah. it made it kind of easy to put the time in it. If I had to start over with a new class now, you know, I'm 50 years old. I'm not moving as quick, so it would probably go a little slower than, than the way I was back when I was in my 20s, you know. Yeah, have you seen, like, have you seen the curriculum evolve over the years? Like, I can imagine, like, the more you go through it, the more maybe you th- stuff you pick out. Like, you know, like the way stuff was manufactured from year to year, how it's changed, uh, you know, along with, like, uh, what am I trying to say? With, like, you know, just the history of manufacturing in general, yeah. you know, like with the tooling yep, and like yep. the machines that have come about over the past right. hundred years, they've been able to make things differently, more precise or, you know, yeah, the sheet metal stamping and 
the, the evolution of manufacturing is just an amazing thing to, to research and look at. Like, just to see how, like, the Harleys and the Davidsons made made their Harley way back when in that little tin shed, it's like, or a little wood shed, it's like, can you imagine those guys, if those brains were alive right now with all this technology, they, you know, they'd be building flying motorcycles, you know, it's, you know, <laughs> they were so much farther ahead. And, uh, you know, yeah, I like showing the kids, like, you know, because I, I, I really, my, my passion is vintage bikes, man. Like, you know, I, I don't get into the, the new stuff. I mean, new stuff's cool. Don't get me wrong. And two wheels are two wheels. I love all motorcycles. But for me personally, like, if it's not an old Jenny shovel or knuckle or pan or a flathead, it just doesn't catch my eye the same, you know. And, yeah, absolutely. And, and my knowledge base is way more on those older bikes. You know, I get on these newer bikes with all these electric starters and, doodads and switches and gauges and it's like man this is just this ain't my cup of tea man. well and it's got to be those have got to be more conducive for teaching you know because it's uh, a lot more exposed a lot more hands-on and visual mechanics that are easier to see than you know a, something new that's hidden behind some electrical switches and yeah, stuff that exactly. you know you can't really see what's going on the computer's doing something but you know that yep. older stuff you know all the you know just a carburetor like those old yeah. linkers, you know, there's a bunch of different little adjustments on them or any carburetor, yeah. really. Uh, yeah, it just yeah. seems like there's more hands on. And it's in which is always good for when you're teaching somebody is to be able to tell them and show them. And then when right. they can feel it, it's even more. And it's cool. But like, we, like when we had the panhead running, like we, we would do little activities where like I would. I would adjust the push rods out of, out of whack. And then, you know, we'd kick it and they'd kick it and see how it's, you know, oh, the valves ain't open and closing correctly. You know, these are solid push rods. We got to adjust this right. And I, I teach them how to adjust push rods and I'd say, okay, let's get this thing timed. So we, you know, pull out the timing plug and we'd get the timing mark in the winter. And I'd show them how to, how to adjust the points, you know, and check gap and all that. So yeah, it was cool. It was, it was way simpler. You know, even make, I had magnetos on some bikes. So I was teaching kids how to time it, magnetos with a buzz box and, it was fun, you know, it's, it's, it never, it never got old, you know, having that old stuff. And it's fun for me to teach these kids. Cause there's so many people that, you know, especially now I didn't realize it was going to be so crazy, but so many people want these old bikes now, but half the people I know that, that have them don't hardly know how to work on them or keep going. They, they just want them to be cool and say, hey, I, got, I got this banner, I got this nut. And it's like, but you don't really know how to keep it on the road, which is, you know, to me, yeah. part of the whole journey, you know, it, you, you have a responsibility with an old bike to know what you're doing with it. You know, if you're always calling on somebody else to bail you out and pick you up and fix this and fix that, then, you know, you got to step back and say, you know what, maybe I should spend some time and learn this thing before I try to go to Bisbee and be the cool guy on it, you know. Well, and I, but I think there, there's that way. That there's just a couple ways to, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? So there's, you're, you're going to appreciate more of that ride if you are the one that is able to make all that happen and not having right. to, you know, I mean, I, I learned the hard way trying to rebuild motors with primitive tools and, you know, plucking shit up. Now I've got a guy, you know, he does it so good. I I mean, I barely adjust the points, you know, uh, <laughs> over 20,000 miles. Um, but I, but I, but having gone through what I did before that gives me so much appreciation for what he's able to do, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. uh, yeah, I got, I got mad respect for all those guys that, you know, the guys that can tear a motor down and, you know, true flywheels and get everything buttoned back up and running good. It's like, I, I wish I had time to, to have a motor shop area just to do that, but it's just, you got to pick your battles, man. And 
Oh yeah, I mean, it's tough for people with shops to be able to, you know, decipher where to send stuff. Like, you know, it's hard to do everything at one shop. You know, it's like you gotta like draw the line in some places and and know when to get some help in. Uh, Yeah, I got a question. You've been doing this for thirty years, you say. Now, how have you seen like the attitude and the energy of the students change over the years? I mean, surely you've you've noticed how things have changed since the internet has come around, uh, since yeah. that little device we hold in our pocket with all the answers. Yeah. You know, if you know what to plug in, you can find an answer. Uh, but, I mean, that's got you've got to been able to have noticed that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, It's uh, it, it was a big, big swing for the class. Like, I actually, I left my old school at Kennedy after 22 years, you know, to go to this new school, Lakeville, just because it was, it was a different clientele up there. Like, it was, it was, you know, I told you we had six full-time shop teachers back in the heyday. We were down to two at the end there when I was still there, and and the writing was on the board that they were going to cut us down even more. And I I wasn't the high man; it was a guy with more seniority than me, so that meant I would have got bumped to like a middle school. You know, and I'm like, there's no way. You know, after after all these years, I'm not. You know, middle school was fun. I student taught in it, but those kids are, it's like herding cats in there, man. They're, <laughs> they're so crazy. You're not going to build a chopper to middle school and get anything done unless you're doing all the work yourself. And yeah. I was like, man, writing's on the wall. They're going to be bumping me to a middle school. I'm like, that, that ain't the way I want to finish off my career as a teacher. You know, I, I, I worked too hard and built too many cool things in my, my lifetime to just, you know, let it all go away and sit behind a desk and watch kids playing a computer, man. It's like, so I started looking around and got lucky finding this new school. And, you know, with this, with the phones, I, I, I thought I was going to have to crack down on it more, but it was cool because like, I get the kids, you know, my kids come in, they all got, you know, pickup trucks and some of the kids are already riding, you know, different types of motorcycles to school. And, you know, these kids, they want to learn, man. Like I get a lot of kids who, you know, they might have a family farm, you know, and they want to learn how to weld to fix stuff on the farm or, you know, just little things. And, you know, the technology has definitely made it a little more challenging because you got to really keep kids engaged because they get bored really fast because they're so used to instant gratification when they go on their phone and look at a video or whatever. So as a teacher, man, you can get, you can get, rake through the coals real quick if you're if you're not keeping them engaged and excited if they get bored man they start messing around and it's hard to get them back in once you've lost them you know so so i've i've just learned that i just got to keep 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 the grind going keep it exciting keep doing cool things you know and and let them know that hey i'm passionate about this you know i'm not that teacher that sits behind a, a newspaper sleeping while you guys are just screwing around you know making paddles or whatever it's like we're, we're doing cool things we got we got weekly updates we got media that's following us we got magazines that are following us we got people in the industry that are behind us and it's like you know we got to represent and keep keep our standards higher or we're going to lose everything we work for yeah yeah i mean that's got to be tough because you're dealing with a new kid i mean luckily you get to keep them for i guess four years you know ideally yep. but you know and then hopefully they can help inspire the next batch of kids and it's it's been neat because every year, like every year, my my seniors that are getting ready to graduate, they always like I always have something new and a little bit better coming up that next year. So. <laughs> and they're like, "Damn so, it, now you yeah, get it!" Exactly. Every year, like I've heard this for the last six years, and my students, like, "Oh man, I'm, of course I'm going to graduate. You're getting this." And the next year was something different. Oh man, oh man. And, 
and like this year it's this you know we're doing this rat rod go-kart build with uh, northern tools sponsoring us and my seniors caught wind of that and they were like you are you kidding me man like oh this is gonna be so cool now we're graduating <laughs> like hey maybe, maybe i won't pass so i can come back another year i won't work on this with you you know so see, seeing that kind of excitement in kids and just knowing that they really love what i teach them or what we've done is it's it's very rewarding for me you know that that's that that helps where my paycheck doesn't you know make do at the end of the day but that makes it all worthwhile so tell me about the the go-kart build with northern tool so you guys are building a, a rat rod yeah so uh northern tool has this new motor that was all top secret it's an efi 740 cc 25 horsepower motor and uh they've been engineering it for a couple of years and they were just getting ready to unveil it this summer um, they, you know, talking with, uh, with some of the people that are on board that they were looking for a cool way to do this. And we got, uh, asked, you know, Darcy Bentlatch is kind of in charge of their, their, uh, tools for school, schools, tools for the trades they've been doing. And they've been traveling around, you know, giving tools to different schools. So they started out with Richard Petty's old school and Northern tool, like gave his old school, a bunch of, bunch of tools and equipment so that they could have their shop well equipped and, and Richard was there to you know meet the kids and shake hands and take pictures. Well, um, Northern Tool is based out of Burnsville, Minnesota, which is right in my backyard. So it was kind of cool then that they're like, you know what, let's let's get you and another school close to close to the mothership store here and where it all started. We'll give you guys these these you know, each school will get one of these new motors and have you just each build like a rat rod go kart with it, and then we can. Uh, we can debut it at the back to the 50 show next summer, next spring, you know, and that's where we were to do the unveiling last week was at this back to the fifties. And it's crazy. There's a lot of people that go to, there's old cool old cars from all across the, the world. They've got to show up for this. So it's a pretty big deal. And Richard flew in, Billy Wayne flew in. We hung out all morning, man. We, we talked to just about every news channel in Minneapolis and surrounding area and took a lot of pictures and they announced it to the whole crowd. And, so come fall, Northern Tool is going to be dropping off this new motor to us, and we're going to hit the ground running with the kids and start designing and building some cool little rat rod go-kart. Oh, that's going to be awesome. He's so, kind of neat because with Billy being on board with it, like I was on the biker build-off with him a long time ago. Like I said, uh, Billy was one of the one of the early guys, too, that supported what I did. He actually invited me and a student to to be on the show and later on it and helped with the bike and so it's cool because that was like, I don't know, 16 years ago, maybe. It's maybe back in 2006, I guess it was. Wow. And so, so like now, like to see him again in, in my backyard coming in to help me with a different type of project, we were both like, yeah, this is sweet, you know. And it just shows that, you know, when you do things and you have perseverance and, you, and you're not full of shit that, you know, you may, you may go out of the limelight for a little while. But like, you know, there was a, there was a time where I just stopped going to shows and I, I was just kind of hiding out and everybody's like what happened to the teaching where's the class and i was still doing it i just i had to focus on my own family you know my wife and kids yeah absolutely i was gone so much and they were little and i didn't want to be a bad dad that way so i kind of laid low for a while and then now like right now like even this this summer has been my craziest yet like i got a bike in the harley museum right now i got a my one of my knuckles is in our local lakeville harley dealership on display in their their area um we're doing a Strider, a little Strider bike for the Buffalo Chips event at Sturgis this year. Nice. I got Fix My Hog. I've been doing videos with them. So we're doing a flathead video uh, this summer. And it's just like 
crazy. Like, you know, like I've, it's just neat to see that people once I kind of came back and said, Hey, I'm still here, man. I'm still doing, it. I just was kind of laying low that it was like, everybody just picked up right where we left off, you know, all my friends and sponsors. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, that's, those are the kinds of people you want to be dealing with anyways. I mean, that's a good way to trim the fat, just kind of step back, reevaluate your priorities. And, uh, you know, the people that you want to keep around are going to you know respect that. And, uh, you know, they also know how important that is. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. Well, you know, I mean, one problem. So my dad, uh, he's in the car business. And, you know, and over the years, it's gotten a lot more difficult to find mechanics. You know, like it's been a, a struggle, not just for him, but, I mean, car dealers uh, all over. I mean, not just car dealers, you know, but that's where my specific uh, experience has, has yeah. showed me this. And they came up with a program, him and some other guys, uh, where they have now they have like a competition where these dealerships sponsor a school, you know, and and I'm not exactly sure what the curriculum is, but they end up doing like a competition where it's like a, you know, the Olympics for the shop kids, you know, where oh, it's probably like a Skills USA kind of a deal. Man. Yeah, they take over the Texas Motor Speedway, yeah, and they bring in these different, uh, you know, kids or you know these kids that have, you know, somehow they figured out a way to get these kids to compete, you know, and just right. you know, and they're you just trying to like show kids the possibility and show them how you know how cool it can be you know working with your hands and uh right just right. trying to kids, get them man, stoked yeah and, and those kids like like you say when they bring them there and get them stoked it's like you know they're realizing like man how come all these people are like rallying around us and you know and some of these kids it, it puts a light bulb on like hey man people care like people want us to succeed you know like yeah, you know, not not all these kids are getting a pat on the back and an add a boy from their all their teachers, you know. But when you get to your shop teacher and you do your shop type projects, you're a rock star, man. And you know, don't let anybody tell you you're not going to succeed, you know, because everybody's different. And when these kids, even like my kids, were were like, oh my god, Billy Lane's here and Richard Petty, like like they came because of us and what we're going to do. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man. Like, they didn't come for us teachers, man. They came because it's all about you guys, and kids, you know, it they really care about is. the future. And they were stoked, you know, and that's that's what makes this stuff fun. They're just seeing the gleam in everybody's eyes. And, you know, I'm proud because I've been doing this for a long time. And, and you know, I never wanted this to just be me. I, I didn't want to be like, oh, hey, you know, piss on everybody else. It's all about Kevin Bass. You know, I, I've tried to share it. I've given curriculum to other schools. And there have been a lot that come and gone. But, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's hard. Like, you got to be invested, man. It's not just easy. Like, you can't just say, hey, give me a free motor and I'm going to build a chopper. And voila, there it is. You know, it's like you got to earn the right. You got to earn the trust of people. You got to show people that you follow through. And that's a good life lesson for my students to say, like, you know, I got a teacher who, who does all those things. So we need to do all those things. And then, you know, the, the, the companies and the sponsors see that. And then they, they believe in you and they'll, they'll help you year after year, you know, and they know it following through and it's good stuff yeah i mean that's a huge that's a huge part of any relationship you know it's just uh you know being able to to follow through i mean i feel like i mean that's where I, one of the places i struggle the most is like i could come up with a bunch of great ideas but the execution is always you know, <laughs> that's the tough part it's like keeping it going you know i got a lot of ideas i'd like to do with mc shop tees and you know it's just slowly building it and doing the things where I can and keeping them consistent. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's great stuff for kids to like, you know, be yeah, a man. part of and see happen. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I mean, 
when I always go back to the beginning, I just tell people, man, it's like, it's a dream come true. Like what I do, you know, it's, it's not hard to get up and go to, to work every day. You know, it's, it's not a job I go to, like I, I found a career that fits me and, and that's what I want my students to see. Like, you know, I don't want you to have a job. You know, I always tell them this to say a job is something, man, you just kind of do it for now because you're just trying to scrape by and get some money because your end goal is something else. And usually when you have a job, unless you really got lucky finding a job, it worked out. But most of the time, your job, you're hitting snooze like 10 times in the morning. Like, oh, man, I got to get up and go do this today. That sucks. And, you know, I tell my students, I don't I, I don't want you ever to, to get up every day, hitting snooze 20 times, not wanting to go to where you're going to be making money the rest of your life. Like, I want you to find your passion. I want you to find a career so you can get up before that bell rings because you're excited to get there for all the cool stuff you're going to do and so my, my goal as a teacher, you know, with these projects is to open their eyes and open doors for, for career opportunities, you know, like by building a chopper, you know, it's, I'm not telling these kids, I want you to be a Harley mechanic by any means, you know, but I'm telling them, Hey, look at what you've learned with engineering and fabrication and welding and sheet metal work and, and, you know, all the different aspects of machining. It's like, you got, you got so many different aspects of different career paths now that you, you you've experimented with which one you like the most, you know, and then let's, let's find you some connections and get you going that way. So you can get in there and be happy. Yeah. And all those things are like necessary for every day. I mean, for everything, every day, you know, all those, all those qualities. I mean, it, it takes just to have a building to operate a business, you know, like they need machining, they need people building these things. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's tons yeah. of opportunity out there. I'm sure that, uh, you know, I mean, how how much how involved are you with these kids once they leave? I mean, do you help them find direction or you know? Yeah, the ones that 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 you know want me to like you know obviously you know I, I let everybody know like hey if you're if you want to go to a certain school let me know I'll talk to them I'll I'll try to find you sponsors you might get some tools. And, you know, I got students who some of them, are, I'm getting them set up with jobs and careers right out of school. Like they don't even have to go, go to school. They go right to, right to a company. And this company's already, you know, believes in what I teach my kids. And so they know like taking one of my students that I, that I recommend means they got a good hardworking employee. And, and then that way they can, they can mentor these kids and they can pay for their schooling that, and the kids are debt free, you know, and making good money. Yeah. That's awesome. That really is awesome. Now, how, now, how involved have you been with, like, other schools starting something similar? I mean, surely there's been other shops. Like, I got a friend who just recently has taken on a, a shop, you know, a, a job as a shop teacher. And I know he would love to be able to share the stuff that he does in his home shop with the kids. Uh, but, you know, he, you know, doing the curriculum and being able to communicate with the school board and showing them the things, I mean, you know, that's just, that's a lot. I mean, have you been able to help other people set stuff up like this? Yeah. Like, you know, after that first year, like when, when it got into the, the, the horse magazine and smoke out and all that stuff, like I had actually had one, one instructor that just saw me through the interwebs, uh, Steve Jones, he's in Eden, New York. And, uh, him and I are still, you know, even when you see us side by side, we look like we could be brothers. So we just kind of always joke that we're brothers from our mothers and, you know, the stuff he does is exactly like I'm doing. And, and he, he comes all the way to Minneapolis with his kids for the Donnie Smith show in March from New York, man. And that's like, I don't know, that's a, it's like 17 hours or something crazy. And, wow. and, and he's been doing it religiously since, since we've, we've met and started doing this. And, and we, we initially, like there was this, 
lady that was trying to plug this as a chopper class challenge, you know, like, oh, we're going to do a biker build off with the high schools. And I'll be honest, right off the get go, I was like, I don't like it. This this is not about competition with these kids, man. We want to make this camaraderie. Yeah, because because at this young level, when you're doing a competition and it's, it's a, I'm going to win or you're going to win, man, you know, claws come out, you know, and it, that's not good for, for stuff that you're trying to be positive with, you know, and there's a lot of nasty people out there that, that will try to cut corners or go around here or do something to one up you just to win to say that we won and we beat your school kind of deal, you know? And yeah. so, so we, we, we you know, Jonesy and I, at one time, I think there was like five schools that were coming to the Donnie Smith show and, and they were doing this competition. Well, Hey, and the winner is, and I'm like, I got up there and I'm like, you know what? There is no, a winner is man. These are all winners. All these kids, every one of them is a winner because look at what they brought, man. My yeah. bike's not better than any one of these, you know, and their bike's not better than any one of ours. This isn't about that, man. It's about the experience we're giving these kids. It's about making connections, the camaraderie, friendship, you know, not, not a clause out competition. That's bullshit. You know, that's, that's the biker build off TV crap. You know, this is real world, man, with my kids. And, and I, I've been sticking to that ever since. And, you know, and everything we do, you know, like even this, this rat rod build off, when I got approached for it right away, it was, yeah, we're going to do this, this build off competition. And I even still say it in their media stuff, but it's not, we're not doing a build off where, where we're going to be on stage and someone's going to say, and the winner is Lakeville North or Minneapolis. You know, it's like, no, man, that's not what this is about. Just to have us, and them and all these kids work on these cars, these, these little go-karts and all the fabrication they do. And, and however they look when they're done. Yeah. And what one's probably going to look cooler than the other or have better stuff than the other, but you know, that, that's, that is what it is. But the bottom line is all the kids are winners, man. There's nobody, nobody lost. Yeah. That's awesome. And, I, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not a give everybody a ribbon kind of guy. That's not what I'm saying. When I say this, I'm just saying that the focus has to be on, you kids are all amazing. Every single one of you, you touch parts on this, you've made stuff, you fabricate stuff. You are amazing. And we're not going to come up here and piss in your Cheerios by saying, yeah, you know, you did okay, but this school is way better. So get out of the way. We want to have them on stage. You, you go, go put your tail between your legs in the corner. You know, yeah. that's, that, that's not what this is about. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't go, go for that, you know, and all the negative energy and all the negative contacts and people that I've made that I had to cut ties with and, keep off my back were because of the competition aspect they were just trying to they wanted their you know oh yeah let me help you with this well shit the only reason why they wanted to help is to try to you know get their product on it and you know do it for the kids and then be able to walk around and say oh yeah yeah i did that you know that was me you know it's like no i'm all about my kids do the work you know i'm there to facilitate i teach them stuff yeah we're gonna have some sponsors with different tools and equipment that we may need help learning to use or how to install and different things that i don't know but you know, 99.9% of this cart is going to be the kids doing it. Like I'm going to stand there and watch them, you know, and make sure they're doing it right. But if, if all, if all a teacher does is, is does all the work and has the kids stand there and watch you, you know, that's not the same. They're not learning the same. They're not getting experience like they should. Yeah. And, and what I love is like when I'm at a show with my students, I just, I'm gone. People always ask like, where are you? Where's teach? Where's, where are you? And I'm like, Hey, this is the kid's show, not mine. I want them to talk to you. Like I can stand up here all day and tell everybody what my students did. And you know, that's great and all, but it's 10 times cooler when the students stand there telling you what they did, you know, and then Absolutely. you see the, then you see the, the real benefit of what I do, you know, and what the kids are getting out of it. Yeah. Well, and it's, 
Yeah, it's just it's good for the kids too to like have that interaction and be able to communicate what they did. And yeah, I think about how many kids can't look at somebody in the eye and shake a hand in this day and age because they're always on their phone. Like you know, this yeah. this this helps them realize you're going to be on stage in front of you know thousands of people and you're going to have to shake a lot of hands. You're going to have to walk around and and introduce yourself and and you know tell people, hey, we're looking for donations for next year's build or whatever it may be. And it is it's good people skills they learn above and beyond all the mechanical and machine skills. Yeah, man, that is cool. So, and you got a show coming up, what this month? Uh, July 29th. So, uh, I got a buddy of mine, my partner Jared, and I. Um, this is our fourth annual. It's uh, originally it was the Wild Turkey Customs Bass Metalcraft Finish Bike Addiction Antique Show. So it's two of us. We both have our own kind of brand, but we're good buddies. We both have old bikes. And we're like, let's just, let's just put a little gathering of old bikes together. Just get some of these out of the woodwork here. And the first year it was like off the charts. We had, I think 20 pans and probably that many knucks and, you know, all these cool old Indians and flatheads. And we're like, man, where are all these coming from? Cause you know, like the Donnie Smith bike show in up in uh, St. Paul, it's a great show, but it's a lot more of the newer stuff than it is the old. So you don't see a lot of these old bikes. A lot of these old timers don't want to haul their bike up to a show in, in the cities. You know, they're like, nah, I ain't going up there. Yeah. So it, it was cool with this because this was a, you know, a summer ride-in show, like run what you brung, you know, kind of deal. And, and all these old timers, people, I you know, and I know a lot of people in the vintage bike scene. And I have a lot of connections, but there was people I was meeting and like, wow, I didn't never heard of you. Like, cool, man. Glad you're here. And a lot of friendships were made. And so it's been growing really fast, you know, and this is our fourth year now. We got Dennis Kirk on board as a lead sponsor. We got Donnie Smith's on board with it. We got a bunch of local uh, businesses, St. Paul Harley, Twin Cities Harley is on board. And all kinds of friends of, with businesses in this area have all sponsored us this year. So it's going to be really cool. And uh, last year it was pretty sweet because, uh, dump truck was here emceeing it yeah that kinda, you know and that got us in with dennis kirk a little more you know i've done some signs for their my wife is too for their uh, business because they're local here but uh it was cool you know and, and this year it's going to be better than ever it's july 29th at doherty's tavern in prior lake minnesota right by my house we got people coming up you know the night before to pre-party and camp out on my property and then after the show you know we come back here and we have bonfire and go till the last man standing <laughs> sounds awesome man <laughs> it's good times i mean it's got to be a beautiful time of year up there yeah it is man it's you know perfect bonfire weather it's always you know we got rained on last year and we had to postpone it one day so instead of it being on saturday it was it was literally going to be like a severe severe torrential uh, downpour with lightning and thunder so we, we were like we can't do it man so we bumped it to that Sunday and it was still a big hit. You know, we still had tons of people. So hopefully the weather does cooperate and, you know, we have a good time out back here afterwards. Like I've built a property here. That's, that's about positive energy, you know, and I want my kids to, to, to know that when my wife and I are dead gone, that, you know, this piece of property we live on right now, this 10 acres, I would not be able to afford this if I was going to try to buy it right now. You know, it's the oh, prices yeah. have gone through the roof. Yeah. So, so we're we're very blessed that we have this property and, and the back is set up really cool i got a, i got a hundred amp service to a little horse barn back there that i converted to a bar and i got a pond back there with bass in it so you can fish and swim and you know <laughs> and, awesome. and, and we do weddings out there you know it's a nice big rolling 10 acres so we've had seven weddings out back and it's just it's 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 our paradise, you know. It, it does make it hard for me to go places because I just love being here. And, you know, I have so much to do. But yeah. 
<laughs> you know, you, you want to build a life that you don't have to take a vacation from, you know, yep. like, like this is our, like I can just, I'm in the house right now, but after we're done talking, I'm going to get in my players, drive to the back acres and start working on that cabin again. And when I'm back there, I feel like I'm up North, you know, you don't see anybody, you don't hear cars, you don't see houses, you're just wilderness and a pond and trees and birds. That's awesome, man. So yeah, you're ever through town, man. You you got a place here. You, oh, I'm gonna come check it out. You just you better believe it. I'm gonna come check <laughs> it out. Uh, yeah. I got a question for you. How if somebody wants to either contribute or you know learn more about your school program or just help out in some way, whether it's with tools or money or how, I mean, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you or uh, yeah. I mean, like social media, I'm on Instagram as Kevin Teach Bass, you know, so at Kevin, T-E-A-C-H-B-A-A-S. You find me there and they can send me messages or um, I'm on Facebook. It's Kevin Bass. I think maybe Kevin Teach Bass there as well. And then, uh, you know, most people call me Teach. It's been a nickname that was given to me at that first smokeout. You know, a lot of people don't even know my real name. They say, oh, there's Teach, you know, there's Teach. (laughs) But but otherwise, if they want to uh, email me, you know, I got a school email. It's B A A S zero eight one two at ISD one nine four dot org. And that's okay. my school email. Otherwise my business email is just bass metal craft, all one word at yahoo.com. So B A A S M E T A L C R A F T at yahoo.com. And, yeah, man, if people got things, you know, if any companies or sponsors want to donate or help out, have them hit me up. I can see if it's a fit. I mean, sometimes stuff just isn't a fit. I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not one of those persons that's going to beg for stuff I don't need and I'm not going to take stuff that we're not going to use. You know, yeah, I want to make absolutely. sure that, I want to make sure it's a good partnership and that, you know, we're both going to be happy with what happens once, once the stuff gets here. And, you know, sometimes it's just like, hey, man, I really appreciate it, but that's just not going to work with what we're doing, you know, and, and yeah. I think there's a lot more to be said about that than people that just stick their hand out and grab everything they can they can hoard and then see what happens from there, you know. And that's no, not, absolutely. I mean. Yeah. And that's how you burn bridges and then people start talking shit about you. Well, it's just like, you know, being efficient and effective, you know, and that applies yeah. to every part of your life. I mean, it's just, it's just, a, just a more effective way to live. Yeah, yeah. So I guess in a nutshell, man, like, you know, I, I – I can't thank you enough for, you know, the friendship we've already created here for meeting. You know, I know it's been a brief, I've known of you for a long time too. So I'm glad we finally crossed paths and look forward to seeing you again down the road. And you yes. know, are you going to be in Milwaukee for the 120? Yes, sir. It will. Yep. Yep. Well, sweet. I will see you there. I, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And yeah, we're, d- and we will definitely be crossing paths again. And I would love to put my eyes on your school too. Like just see in the class yeah. with the kids. I mean, I don't know if the school What's just your, takes uh, visitors, but if it works yeah. out at some point in the future, I would love to do that. Yep. Yeah, we can, we can work that out. I always have visitors and guests come through and I don't know what your, your travel plans is for the 120th, but you know, feel free if you're, coming through or going home you can swing up this way and spend a night or two and check out and we can go check out the school even though it's summer but yeah no i'm I'm flying well that's actually a sticky situation at this point i'm flying in and i'm supposed to be picking up uh, my flame bike and riding home but that's uh man the guy that was working on it he he just died he got in a motorcycle accident uh friday morning on the way to work 
Sorry to hear that, man. Damn. I know. It's uh yeah, so I don't know what my plans are right now. It's kind of, you know, ever changing at this point. Um Yeah, you know, that kind of stuff happens when you ride motorcycles and you know a bunch of people that ride motorcycles, not to take anything away from it, uh but Yeah. You know, I think I think he hit a guy on a bicycle and uh oh, Yeah, I don't know the whole story, but neither well, one of them made it. Thoughts and prayers are with the families, that's for sure. But um, no, I definitely. I mean, I'm thinking one of my trips to Sturgis. I just need to come up there that long way. Uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, and we we get a lot of people that come through here. Like I say, there'll be a good pit stop. You know, they can bring their bike in the shop if they need to do some wrenching or tweaking or whatever. Yeah. You know, people that got tents and campers, they can camp out back and tent their trailers. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's fun. Like I enjoy this time of year because, you know, when Sturgis comes around, it's a double-edged sword because it means summer's coming to an end, but it also means like you know, <laughs> the, the, the coolest, most action-packed time of year is here, you know, and it's just fun. Well, it's also got to like kind of get you charged up for getting back to class with the kids, you know, like, yeah, you no, know, yeah, it's seeing, yeah. you know, the potential that those kids have in the future and being able to, you know, just inspire you to help them out, uh, it's right. gotta be good, and uh, so you and you got your son working on some t-shirt art because we are featuring. So now, you know, I, I want to feature your shop. You know, I don't know exactly, uh, you know, if you have a classic. I don't know what your plan is on what we're gonna, you know, because it's a little differently. Normally, I feature a motorcycle shop that has like, you know, a shop name yeah. and a branding. Uh, but yours is a little different, and I'm I'm excited about that. Uh, what do you What do you got for me? Well, you know, it's like right now the, the the drawing. I think I sent you kind of a concept my son was doing for me. He he surprised me at that for Father's Day. Yeah, nice. And it's it's actually a you know that's my 1947 knuckle that I call Elvis. And he he came out in my shop one day and just said, "Hey, Dad, what's your favorite bike?" And I'm like, "Well, it's always got to be Elvis." I mean, Elvis is my first knuckle. I started with just a set of cases, built that whole bike piece by piece through years. I rode that bike all the way to California for Born Free 3 and back from Minnesota here. So that was a huge adventure on it. And it's like, that's my, you know, that's my bike. If everything else had to go, old Elvis stays with me. You know, he's, he's my go-to. Yeah. So, so all of a sudden he, you know, I don't know, a day later or whatever, he's like, hey, I want to show you something. He shows me this, this concept drawing of, of Elvis with like me on it as a skeleton with like a cigar in my mouth. And I was like, yeah, that's so cool. So I don't know if maybe if we can incorporate that when he gets it finished and then maybe do something around it. Otherwise, you know, I, I guess I don't know yet. Cause like the chopper class, you know, I, I have had chopper class shirts printed in the past. I've yeah. got a, a local guy that did those. So, um, I don't know if I'm ready to, to do another full fledged design without the kids input. Cause with that kind of design, I really like my students being behind it. Yeah. So I think what I might do is maybe the, the, the picture that my son's drawing me right now, we'll use that. And then maybe we could, we could incorporate like the vintage soul. Cause that's the name of my bike show. My partner are going to be putting on, we could do like something with vintage soul on it. And then, you know, the vintage bike addiction kind of deal. But I mean, as long as you don't have any stipulations, I mean, it'll be cool. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's, that's the one thing I like is to be cool. Yeah, and you know, and yeah. I just like spreading, you know, you know, just, teaching people about different things, different shops, different possibilities, and sharing the good word of people doing awesome things. And, you know, the whole idea behind MC Shop Tees was to just, like, you know, show appreciation to shops that keep people on the road 
because yeah. they're so important. And what you're doing is like, you know, you're a few steps ahead of, you're like cultivating the people uh, that are, you know, in turn going to keep people on the road possibly, you know, whether yeah. it's, you know, working at a motorcycle shop or maybe designing the parts one day, or, you know, whatever it may be. And I think I just want to shine some light on that the best yeah. I can. Appreciate that. Yeah. One of my, one of my, my shining students, I guess I should say, and he was the first, one of the first students in my chopper class and I got it going. He's actually an engineer for Polaris now. And, uh, that's we had, awesome. We used to do a little event in Yuba, Wisconsin, over by SNS called uh, the Knuckle Shuffle, and my buddy Jeremy uh, Rodeo, uh, he put it on in his backyard, basically at this little town, and we raised money for my class. But uh, one of the years out there, Clark, because uh, Clark had built the bike, our, our first custom bike with that engine that Donnie Smith got us donated from George Smith. Yeah. Uh, we built it in honor of Clark's lost brother. He had a little brother, Harley, who drowned at three years old. Oh. And and it, their last name is Davis, too. So this, this, his little brother's first name was Harley, last name Davis, you know. And, and it, you know, it's a big Harley family. So we built that bike that year in tribute to Harley Davis. And uh, the dad, actually, Dan Davis, actually bought it without his son knowing, bought it when we were done, and then gifted it to his son as a present when he graduated college oh, so it was, wow yeah it was pretty heavy so then clark's like well i want to ride that bike with you to this knuckle shuffle so you know that one year he, he gets on that bike that we built in class and he rides all the way out there with us and we get out there and then he's like hey i got something for you, you know we, we always do like presentations and we did raffle drawings and stuff he's like i got something i want to give you and he gives me this little cardboard tube and i open it up and i pull it out and it's a blueprint of the like one of the very first Indian chief front fenders and he designed it and was the engineer that put it together. And then he wrote on it, you know, like Mr. Bass, this right here only was a dream of mine. It became a reality because of you, man. Wow. I just got goosebumps, dude. Yeah. Dude, I was, I was cool. crying, man. And it was, just, <laughs> I got goosebumps too. It was, it was cool. Like that was like, that was seeing it come full circle big time. Like no where I was shit. like, wow. Man, that is cool, man. Well, I appreciate you know everything i know that it isn't easy it's not all magazines and you know jack daniels in the eye uh, i know that there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of Thank hard God. work that goes into uh you know just dealing with kids you know and i know that's challenging and it and it and it's just going to continue and uh you know the world is going to reap benefits because of you know the work that you've put behind this curriculum and teaching these kids oh. and inspiring everybody I appreciate it, man. It means a lot, you know, and I, I thank you for having me on. And, you know, I'm getting older, slowing down, getting wiser, and I just hope I can keep the saying, you know, I, I turned 50 in May here, and it's like I'm, I'm feeling it. Like I'm definitely – I'm losing that spring that I used to have, and not because I'm not – I don't want to spring. It's just that my bones ain't springing like they used to. Yeah. But, but you know, my passion and my soul and my heart still still like I'm a 21-year-old kid doing this. You know, I just – I get excited working with the kids and – doing these cool projects and getting out there. Well, and I think sharing your story is, is so effective. And, you know, the more ways that you can do that uh, so that other people that maybe do have more spring in their step and are capable and willing and have a, you know, maybe in a different place, uh, you know, just knowing that that's something that they could do with their lives, whether it's, you know, teaching kids or, you know, just helping get something like that started at their own school. Maybe they're not a shop person, but they, they have influence over a school board or, you know, I think right. just the more that your story gets out there, 
uh, you know, that's a, it's just awesome. You know, your experience and wisdom yeah. is, is, is very valuable right now. Well, I appreciate that. I, I will say for anybody that's interested in kind of seeing like what I've done through the years, if they go to my Facebook page, again, it's just Kevin Teach Bass, B-A-S, but I've been posting stuff about this uh, Northern Tool partnership, but there's also, I, I kind of revived an old photo album of all the stuff we've done, and there's actually pictures of that first old Ironhead Sportster with the kids and the pan head that we did and all the bikes through the years. So if people want to kind of take a look at this and be like, hey, you know, we let me see some of the stuff you're talking about. Go to my Facebook page and then scroll down. You'll see, I, I put this thing about working with bikes. It's been an amazing way to get my students excited about careers and, and you, they can click on all these different pictures, man, through the years of all the bikes and stuff. So. Yeah. I'll try and link that in the show notes too. So cool. Right on. Teach. Well, all right, man. I know you're busy, dude. I appreciate you taking the time to have me on. Man, TJ, I can't wait to see you in Milwaukee. And uh, man, I look forward to learning more. And uh, you know, seeing you throughout the years as we go along. Yeah, and I'll be uh, I'll be bringing. I was gonna ride down, but now uh, Randy invited me to have my thirty nine in his damn show. So oh, I'll be bringing, nice. Yeah, so I'll be bringing two bikes with me. Probably my thirty nine knock and the forty seven knock, and then I can put the thirty nine knock in the show, and then be riding around the forty seven. So. You know, I don't know what your flight plans are, but if something changes, you don't get a bike, or you want to hop a ride up to Minneapolis and fly out of Minneapolis, you just let me know. Okay, man. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. You take care, and we'll see you soon. Later, bud. Thank you. All right. Adios. Bye. All right. I hope you enjoyed that podcast with Teach. I know I did. I mean, it's really cool what he's doing, and it's, uh, you know, it's just fucking inspiring, and I love how... You know, MC Shop Tees, you know, the idea is to feature shops to keep people on the road, you know. And he's, like, gone one step ahead. He's, like, <clears throat> inspiring people to go work at shops, whether it's, you know, actual motorcycle shops or, like, you talked about that one guy designing, you know, doing the engineering for the fenders of, a, you know, an OEM production motorcycle. Uh, pretty fucking sweet. And... You know, this month, next month's T-shirt for MC Shop Tees is, you know, a little different than what we've done. But, you know, I, I don't see anything wrong with giving him as much attention as I possibly can. So uh, I want to thank you again, Teach, for uh, doing what you do. Um, <clears throat> go to mcshoptees.com to sign up now. And uh, if you are a Patreon supporter... Dude, here you go. I got a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs, dude. Lowbrow Customs is amazing. They, they've got everything from the big manufacturers to, you know, the smaller guys making stuff out of their garage. And people like Pat from Lead Sled Customs with the wheels and the springers. Uh, dude, just what they do over there is super rad. And number 231 is getting... A hundred dollar gift card to Lowbrow Customs, and that is Daniel Jacobson. And it looks like Daniel Jacobson is from Dowelltown, Tennessee. Congratulations, bud! I'll get that sent off to you. You will be getting an email from Lowbrow Customs shortly. Thank you for tuning in. Go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com, MCShopTees.com, LowbrowCustoms.com motorcyclesherpa.com and it looks like speaking of motorcycle sherpa daniel jacobson has been a subscriber for a while and he is in it for 
the Motorcycle Sherpa Expedition giveaway raffle at the end of the year. So go sign up now so you do not miss out on that. Peace.